Welcome to The Encouraging Word, a podcast from Ascension Lutheran Church in Waterloo, Iowa. In our episodes, you'll find sermons, services, and in-depth Bible studies to help you grow in your faith. If you have any questions or want to connect, reach out to us at alcwloo at mchsi.com. Thank you for joining us. So people can confidently walk out of the darkness and into the light of the grace of Jesus Christ, we offer now the encouraging word from Ascension Lutheran Church in Waterloo. Each Sunday morning, we invite you to join our Ascension family for music and messages of love and truth which are relevant to today's troubled world. It is our firm belief that the Holy Bible is the total, inspired, inerrant, and infallible Word of God. The Bible teaches us that prayer and repentance are two of the keys of Jesus' eternal salvation. We'll begin this morning with the choir anthem.
Testament reading is from the book of Isaiah, the 61st chapter, beginning with verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. They shall build up the ancient ruins, they shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Aliens shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and vine dressers. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. Men shall speak of you as the ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you shall glory. Instead of your shame, you shall have a double portion. Instead of dishonor, you shall rejoice in your lot. Therefore, in your land, you shall possess a double portion. Yours shall be everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation, and he has covered me with a robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Our gospel reading for this morning comes from John chapter 1, 
beginning with verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Here ends our gospel reading for this morning. You will hear sermons on this program based on the total unabridged Holy Scripture. Today's sermon is entitled Everlasting Joy and is presented by Pastor Michael Badenhop. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. You may be seated. Have you heard that joy is coming? It's just a little over a week away. It comes on a morning every time of year, about this time of year actually, when on Christmas morning, there's the joy of little ones and presents. Now I know presents can be overblown. It's not all about presents, we know that. But it is also true that there's nothing quite like the joy of little ones getting up on Christmas morning at 4.30 a.m., unable to go back to bed. There's nothing quite like it running out into the room, telling you, Mom, Dad, wake up, it's Christmas. Going, finding the gifts, wrapping paper, flying everywhere. There's nothing quite like the joy. It's kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, doesn't matter. Joy comes on Christmas morning. And not just presents, what about the joy of gathering together for worship on Christmas Eve, on Christmas morning, being together as a church family, receiving the gifts of God himself given to us by his Son who took on our flesh and became one of us? Joy comes with Christmas each and every time of year. The one difficult thing is that it seems short-lived, temporary as though the joy lasts for just a little bit of time and then quickly fades away. But today we hear of another kind of joy that the Lord gives to his people, a kind of joy that lasts forever. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 7, Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy, 
For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are an offspring the Lord has blessed. They shall have everlasting joy. That's the kind of joy that we receive from Jesus today. Now, we know that in life, there are many opportunities in which we rejoice. There are lots of things that we can think of in which we find an opportunity to give thanks and to be joyful in the Lord. There's lots of examples. I'll give you a few. How about the joy some of you might get to have this week when people from near and far drive all the way to Iowa just to be with you? I hate to break it to you, they're not coming for the weather. They're not coming for our football team. Okay, so you're going to get together with your family. People are going to come to see you, and there's just a moment of joy when everybody gets together. And I'm not saying there's no chaos. No, there may well be chaos. People might be running all over the place doing all kinds of stuff. It might be crazy. But even in the midst of the chaos, there's joy. Or there's the joy that you have when you gather together on Christmas Eve with candles in hand and sing Silent Night. And for a moment, even though everything in the world might be crazy and things might not seem okay, for a moment, singing together with your brothers and sisters in Christ, there's truly joy. There are moments of joy throughout life. Now, for the people of Israel, too, way back in the day, there were moments of joy. And one of the moments of joy that Isaiah remembers as he brings up this prophecy of what he speaks today is he remembers the joy that the people had when they came into the land that belonged to them. That is, when God brought his people out of the wilderness, they crossed the River Jordan, and they received the promised land, conquering as they came, so that God gave into their hand a land that was to be their own possession. Talk about a moment of joy. Finally coming home. There are moments of joy throughout life. The hard part is that joy often only seems momentary. That is, it seems like it's only temporary. It's here for a moment and it's gone the next, we think, because sorrows seem to have the last word. It was certainly that way for God's people because they did at one time inherit the land. But as Isaiah speaks to the people. He speaks to a people who have already been dispossessed of their land or who will soon lose the land that is their home. Many of them will be deported into another country and taken away. Others, the lowly and the poor, will be left behind to work the land for their captors. That is to say that soon their joy, because of their own unfaithfulness, turned to sorrow. Our joys too often seem just temporary. We may well gather with our family for Christmas, but very soon after we gather, an old argument, one that we thought was dead and gone, might rear its ugly head. And there you see it. The brokenness, even within our own family, caused by sin. What we thought would be joy was short-lived, and soon we experience sorrow. 
We may well gather and sing Silent Night together and then go home to a home where indeed it is a silent night. Nobody to be with. A home in which we alone dwell. All the things that our husband or wife once had still out, out of remembering them. But now we don't have anybody at home. And so sorrow quickly seems to take the place of joy. And the problem is that sorrow often seems like it's the eternal thing. It's the thing that lasts forever. It seems that sin can have the last word. That sickness can take us down for the rest of our life. That even life itself comes to an end and all we can do is be in sorrow over all the loss that is the result of sin. So it seems that joy, joy is only temporary. And that sin and the power of death is eternal. But it's also true that there are some joys that truly do last that aren't just momentary, aren't just here for a second and gone the next. There are joys that truly do last in life. For example, have you ever looked back at an old picture of a Christmas long ago, and as you're looking at it, you remember the sense of everything being as it was supposed to be? Now, sometimes that happens when you're shuffling through pictures that are in a big old box that nobody ever sorted because we got a giant box of pictures. But in the days since phones, and Facebook. I think it most often happens in those little memories that come up on Facebook. Like, oh yeah, this was you celebrating Christmas 20 years ago. Not quite 20, 16. <laughs> and so you see the old pictures. And even if you're separated by time, distance, even if some of the people in that picture have passed on and are with the Lord, we can still find a sense of joy. A sense of joy that still remains with the memory. Or, for those of us, I wonder if there are any others, so how many of us were married in the winter? You see, there aren't a lot of us. Lots of us are smart, so we get married in the summer when it's warm out. Others of us choose times when it's really cold, either because we're Norwegian and we like the cold, or because we just don't know any better. <laughs> and so, there's joy, too, that lasts in a wedding. Whether it's in the winter or summer, it doesn't really matter. But there's joy in a wedding in this, an lasting joy. Now, when you say, I do, and you promise to be faithful until death parts you, you're together with someone who fills in your weaknesses with their strengths, someone who's by your side no matter what may come, good or bad, who stands by you in sorrow, and so that you can find joy in each and every day, even if the old pictures that are in a box, in a frame, on the wall, seem like a distant memory, the joy of that moment still lives on. There is lasting joy in life, too. And that's the joy that Jesus comes to give. Now, I really wish that I had a more joyful voice to share with you today, to share this. It's hard when you lose your voice this time of year. But the joy of Jesus is to overcome all of life's sorrow and sadness for you. 
The joy of Jesus is to come and to be your Savior, to enter into our world, to become one of us, to experience the sorrows of this world and to overcome them, even by his own sorrow and death. So that Jesus today comes and brings us joy that truly lasts, that lasts forever. So that what's spoken in the prophet Isaiah becomes true. I'm going to read real quick. Is it okay if I read another passage of Scripture? I think we can make it. If you can bear with my voice for just a few minutes longer. This is from Luke chapter 4. When Jesus, Jesus comes into the synagogue on a Sabbath day, and he gets up to read. Now, back in those days, their Bibles didn't look like this. Their Bibles looked like great big old scrolls. Now, Jesus comes to read. He grabs the scrolls, which were big, Starts rolling them, rolling them, rolling them, finds just the right place in Scripture and lands in Isaiah chapter 61, and he reads, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing, Jesus says. As he reads from Isaiah 61 and says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. That is to say that Jesus claims in that very moment, Hey, you've been looking for the Messiah. I am he. Look no further. The anointed one who is to bring everlasting joy for God's people, it is me, Jesus says. I am the one. Sitting there in the synagogue in Nazareth, his hometown, all the people saying, well, isn't this Mary and Joseph's kid? How on earth could he possibly? Well, he isn't Joseph's kid, but that's what they thought. How could he possibly be the anointed one? How could he be the Messiah? How could he bring everlasting joy? We know how he brings everlasting joy. Jesus brings us everlasting joy by entering into the sorrow of the cross for you. That on the third day, joy would truly come in the morning. Being raised from the dead, victorious over everything that can bring us sorrow, over sin and all of the consequences that it has. Jesus reigns as the one who brings us everlasting joy. Now I know... In life, we don't always feel happy. And in life, there are sure to be sorrows. But it is the sorrows, not the joy that is temporary. For the joy that Jesus gives to you will last forever. It is the joy we receive when we are forgiven of our sins, when we hear his word, when we receive his sacraments, when we come together and worship this Christmas Eve and Christmas. It's the joy of Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, that's a joy that'll last you now and always. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. And we give you thanks for the opportunities that are coming to rejoice in the celebration of his birth so long ago. God, we pray that you would continue to bring us your joy in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of sin and shame.
We pray also, Lord, that you'd help us to bring the joy of your Son to all the world around us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. happy you have chosen to worship with the Ascension family on this Sunday morning. It is our prayer that the Holy Spirit will empower our services on this station to be a source of inspiration and encouragement each week. This radio program has been sponsored in memory of Bob and Ruth Prinz by their family and friends. Ascension Lutheran at the corner of Green Hill Road and Maynard Avenue in Waterloo is a growing, Bible-believing, and caring Lutheran congregation a member of the American Association of Lutheran Churches. Our Sunday worship schedule includes a traditional Lutheran service at 8.30 and a contemporary service at 11 o'clock. Sunday school for all ages is at 9.45. A video of our service is available at our website, ascensionwaterloo.com. That is A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N-W-A-T-E-R-L-O-O.com. If you haven't been to church in a while or are possibly looking for a change, please accept this invitation to visit Ascension Lutheran. We offer a non-threatening, warm, and inviting atmosphere 
which will open many positive doors in the life of you and your family. We appreciate your continued prayers and financial support to keep this radio ministry on the air each Sunday on this station. It is our prayer that this ministry will bring encouragement from God's Word to all who listen. We hope your life will be better and that you will tell others about the encouraging Word.